This is Andrew Wilkes, and this is Theology on Fire. Hey everyone, I wanted to come to you today and bring some exhortation, some encouragement to your life from the book of Daniel. And I really want us to take a look at his prayer life. I'm pretty amazed when you look at the book of Daniel. Uh, well, for me at least, I think about prophecy. I think about a really exciting time in Israel's history. Not an easy time, but an exciting time with lots of things going on. And I think about the faithfulness of Daniel. But something I found recently whenever I was reading was his prayer life. And it really excited me, and I was hoping to bring some of these thoughts today. So I really am going to just go through chapter 6 of Daniel with you. And if you would, read along with me. So in Daniel chapter 6, verse 1, it says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be throughout the whole kingdom. So these are some, uh, some leaders, political leaders throughout the kingdom of um, Media and Persia uh, during this time, and the person reigning over it was Darius. In verse 2 it says, And over them three high officials, of whom Daniel was one, to whom these satraps should give account, so that the king might not suffer loss. So these people, the three, were overseeing managers over the entire kingdom underneath the chief ruler, Darius, over the 120 lesser rulers. In verse 3, Then this Daniel became distinguished above all the other high officials and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Then the high officials and the satraps sought to find a ground for complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom, but they could find no ground for complaint or any fault because he was faithful, and no error or fault was found in him. Praise God, I want to be like that in my job, I know, to have such a witness as that, that there could be no fault found in me. Verse 5 says, Then these men said, We shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. So they were trying to find a way based on his relationship with the one true God, the Jewish God, Yahweh. Verse 6, Then these high officials and satraps came by agreement to the king and said to him, O King Darius, live forever. All the high officials of the kingdom, the prefects and the satraps, the counselors and the governors are agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an injunction that whoever makes petition to any god or man for thirty days except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. So here they are, and they're provoking the pride of King Darius, saying, We don't want anyone to pray. For this set number of days, except to you, king. And this is what they say in verse 8. Now, O king, establish the injunction and sign the document so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be revoked. Therefore, King Darius signed the document and injunction. Wow. Pretty, pretty bad, right? He's going to receive worship to himself through prayer. And this is what it says in verse 10. When Daniel knew that the document had been signed. Now remember, he's high up there. He's high in the kingdom, and this king is thinking about making him number one. That's why these men are coming after him. So he would have known what was going on. It says, when he knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. Amazing. I, the first lesson of prayer is this. Look at this. He never stopped praying. Even when times were tough, even whenever there was a threat, his relationship to God was really, really important to him. And what an awesome thing it would be if people could find in me, the only fault is I pray to God. I have a relationship with God, and that's why they have to come after me. So many of our brothers and sisters around the world, this is true. I'm sure there would be perfect model citizens, but the only issue is they don't worship 
the political system, such as communism over in China, or they don't bow down to the um, the God of the culture, such as Allah in Muslim countries in the Middle East. And then it says that in verse 11, then these men came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and plea before his God. And I can only imagine what he was asking God for, perhaps that this would pass away, perhaps that God would protect him. But lo and behold, verse 12, it says, then they came near and said before the king concerning the injunction, O king, did you not sign an injunction that anyone who makes petition to any God or man within 30 days except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, the thing stands fast according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be revoked. Then they answered and said before the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king, or the injunction you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. Then the king, when he heard these words, was much distressed and set his mind to deliver Daniel, and he labored till the sun went down to rescue him. So here it is, even the king, who had been prideful, who had signed this document into law and distributed it among the kingdom of Persia, now sees his own pride, his own folly, because now it affects his dear servant, Daniel. You can see that he's really moved by this. And, and I think it's special also, you see the consistency of prayer in Daniel's life. He prayed three times a day. It says that, it calls it out in the book, and I think that's very important. God's wanting us to see this. We even read in the Psalms that David talks about how he would offer his prayers to the Lord in the morning, the noon, and the evening. And I just want to encourage you, find a time of prayer each day. Uh, you know, we even see the power of habits. There are lots of articles that talk about the, how to form good habits, how to break bad habits. And one thing about habits is it takes time. It takes effort. And friend, let me tell you, prayer can be difficult at times. If I'm going to pray, I have a wife and two young children. I have to get up early. And let me tell you, when that alarm clock goes off, most mornings, I do not want to get up. That's my first prayer of the day. That's how I started off is, oh God, I do not want to be awake right now, but please help me just to get dressed. And then it's, oh God, help me just to get over here to get breakfast. And then, oh God, help me to get to prayer. And then many times, so many times, he just meets me there. Sometimes it could be a struggle. Sometimes, I, I, you know, to my own shame, I'll fall asleep. Anyone else done that out there? But I, I'm moving to prayer. And, and by God's grace, he is helping me to get to that place of prayer so I can spend time with God because I want to commune with him. Because really, that's what prayer is all about, isn't it? It's talking to our Heavenly Father. It's communing with Jesus. It's being filled by the Holy Spirit for the day ahead. We're laying ourselves down as living sacrifices because we really desire to be used by God in the day we live. We want to love him. There are concerns and burdens. Even now, I can think of really big burdens in my life, things going on in my family that I earnestly want God to help me with. And the only way to unburden my heart and lay them in God's hands is by prayer. So make that time, whenever it is, whenever you are freshest, whenever you are least distracted, set aside a portion of that time to be with God. And he gave thanks. I want to call that out as well. David, um, it talks about how he was giving thanks. Bad circumstances did not stop him. I want to refer you back to chapter one, where it says that Daniel was made a eunuch. That means they performed crude surgery on him. And if you want to look into that, go ahead and look up what a eunuch is. But that is very awful. He was a young man when that happened. And here he is after many years serving God in this pagan land, after being made a eunuch, made not much of a man in some uh, respects. He's giving thanks to God. And he had conviction that God was actually worthy of prayer, even in the middle of of a time whenever it was not convenient to do so. And that really makes me think of 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, where we are told by the Apostle Paul, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 
Now, let's say I were to get in a car accident and um, let's say something really bad happened to me and I had health defects for the rest of my life. Now, I'm not going to give thanks for those things, but even in those circumstances, I can still give thanks to God no matter what is happening in my life. That's what I'm being told there. So the treachery of Daniel's co-workers deepens in Verse 15, it says, Then these men came by agreement to the king and said to the king, Know, O king, that it is a law of the Medes and Persians that no injunction or ordinance that the king established can be changed. So the king is really in a pickle here. He can't get out of it, even though he wants to. So what do they do? They bring him to the lion's den, and the king cries out to him in verse 20, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? So this is after they've thrown him in there. He spent the night there. The king doesn't get any rest. And the king is called out and, and says, Daniel, are you alive? Verse 21, Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths. And they have not harmed me, because I was found blameless before him. And also before you, O king, I have done no harm. Then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no kind of harm was found on him, because he had trusted in his God. He did the will of God. Isn't that amazing? Verse 24, the king commanded, and those men who had maliciously accused Daniel were brought and cast into the den of lions, they, their children, and their wives. And before they reached the bottom of the den, the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones and pieces. And to this, I would simply say, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Whenever we have enemies in our life, whenever they come against us for being a believer, perhaps even for your prayer life, wherever you may be listening, rest, rest in God, leave the circumstances to him, let him deal with things, but turn your petitions, your prayers to God. Now listen to what came out of this man's prayer life. Verse 25, then King Darius wrote to all the people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth. And this was a vast kingdom at the time, all the way from India over to the west into Egypt and North Africa. Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion, people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel For he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian, all because of a prayer life. What might God want to do through us And how might he want his name to be great through us, through prayer? And I just want to pray now because my own life in prayer, I want it to be strengthened and made much deeper and more intimate with God than it is now. And I pray that this would stir within you like it is in me, a prayer to be in prayer with God, a prayer to be in intimacy with God. So that prayer might be something sweet and not a labor, something wonderful and not a task. So God, I do just lift up myself and everyone else who will hear this. I thank you for this wonderful example of Daniel, how you turned a terrible situation into a glorious situation, and it was because of prayer. And God, prayer is needed. We're told always to pray. Jesus spoke about prayer so much, Lord God. And I ask you to make it real in our lives. Make it real in my life. Help me to pray. Help me to commune with you, Lord, in intimacy and joy, going out into my day with a full heart filled with the Holy Spirit, ready to do your will and obey your commands. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you that you're going to do this in us. Amen. 
Thank you for joining us at Theology on Fire. Please subscribe so you won't miss new episodes. All of our information and contact details can be found at theologyonfire.org.